Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What do Donald Trump and the amount of corn used in real Kentucky bourbon have in common? They're both at 51%. <laughs> What's odds? You know, I tried to think of things that were at 51%, and really, I, I mean, here's what happens. When I think of 51%, my mind went right to Donald Trump. And also right to the amount of corn that is required by law to be used in the uh, billet for Kentucky bourbon or really for any bourbon. Um, Those are that's where my mind works. Politics and uh, politics and uh, and bourbon. Anyway, what's up? This is Marquez saves the Republican man. I got to tell you, the Iowa caucus yesterday was over. Like, I mean, like in a, like, in a flash, that thing was, it was started and then it was over. I was uh, my, talking to my kids because they were like, so daddy, explain to me again how this caucus thing works. And I was explaining and I said, look, at eight o'clock, they're all going to get together in their rooms and they're going to start caucusing and they're going to, they're going to chit chat and they're going to debate. And somebody's going to say, I like Donald Trump. And someone else is going to go, no, Ron DeSantis. And then someone else is going to go, y'all, Nikki Haley is our girl, like girly pop. Um. And then, of course, they're going to go back. Then they're going to vote and Donald Trump will win. And they said, how long is that going to take? I go, you know, by like 845, 9 o'clock, the returns will start coming in and we'll know something for sure. By, you know, by the time you go to bed, we should know for sure. Man, it was like 820. I think it was 821. It was record breaking time. All of a sudden, I turn on the TV and Donald Trump's up there. One percent of the precincts reported and it said, we've declared Donald Trump the winner. <laughs> I was like, wow. And so I flipped around Fox News, CNN, Newsmax, the AP, the New York Times. In, in record, a record-breaking showing in the Iowa caucus with 51%. And this is the most exciting part. Uh, it was over before, it was over like by 821. I, I still got in bed. Uh, you know, my wife got to watch some of the Emmy red carpet. We watched the football game. It was, uh, it was amazing. I wasn't just wasting my time all night waiting for these election returns to come in like I'm sure Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis were doing. But there's really exciting news about what happened yesterday in Iowa. Like, really exciting news. Probably something you're never going to see anything again, I predict, because of what happened in Iowa. And uh, and it's really, it, it personally, it makes me happy and a little sad. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm, I have, what do you call it? I'm conflicted, if you will, a little bit as to my feelings toward what's going to happen uh, moving forward in not just this political arena and this political battle, but in all political battles in the future. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a minute. I did want to bring back something quickly that uh, we've been that I've been neglectful of because, well, I'll be honest with you, we just didn't have a lot of them to read. But it's called uh, something we've been doing called Tuesday's Reviews Days. And it's Tuesday. And on Tuesday, what we do is we go through and we read some of our reviews. Well, on the podcast platforms, we've gotten some reviews. Um, and I'll read some of those. But we recently started... Uh, our brand new 
Facebook page at the at the at the direction or the urging of Facebook experts everywhere, they said probably the best thing for you to do is go ahead and create a new page that is free of baggage because <laughs> you know we got some baggage. We got some baggage on our page, um, and and so uh, and so basically, we did that. And the reviews on the new page have been amazing. So I wanted to share with you some of those. And if you have not yet liked our new Facebook page, we are in a race to get to ten thousand. We're doing really well. We're at like four. We're at three point nine thousand. In three days, we've gotten almost 4,000 likes. So we're going to get to 10,000 in no time. I know it. And I appreciate your help. And a lot of folks are writing me saying, I liked your page. Not only that, but I also told my friends and family to like your page. So I appreciate that. That's all. That's very sweet of you guys. Um, and I want to read you some of the reviews, which I didn't even I didn't even beg for these. These just came in. One is from Laura Wade, who wrote, Laurel, loyal listener for four years. And I cannot express enough how much I appreciate the show. Mark speaks the truth, double checks journalism, and knows what he is talking about. No beating around the bush. Very entertaining and knowledgeable. You get it all while listening to the Mark K show. That is that is really nice. Thank you, Laura. Uh, Lindsay Ratliff, while she was uh, while she was um, taking break taking a break yesterday at the zoo. Mark K is kind-hearted and quick-witted. His hard work and passion shine as he delivers the news in a fun and entertaining way. Mark and Hannah are the best team to expand your understanding and brighten your day. Very sweet. Jane Froman. Oh, for Jane. I know Jane. Uh, the best way to stay informed without having to sift through grand untruths from mainstream. Keep up the great work, Mark. And five American flags. This, and they go on and on. I watch every day, Monday through Friday, 12 to 3. Very funny and informative. Mark K is funny and fearless in his political commentaries. The truth never sounded so good. Uh, Mark does not just tell you the news of the day. He explains it all in his humorous way. That totally rhymed. I have watched, listened to his show daily since day one. Listen, I could go on and on, uh, but I appreciate all of those great reviews. And again, if you have not yet liked our new Facebook page, it's really easy to find. It's facebook.com slash Katriot, K-A-Y-E-T-R-I-O-T, K-A-Y-E-T-R-I-O-T facebook.com slash Katriot. You don't have to leave a, re a review, but definitely follow the page and set the notifications too, because that's going to become one of our new main pages for fun and informative videos and information throughout the, re the year. I almost said throughout the rear. <laughs> That'd be awkward. All right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Let's get to Donald Trump's celebration last night, shall we? Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time. And most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing that's 
practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. All right. So there he is saying, let's all come together. And what he means is Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, get out of the race. Vivek Ramaswamy, by the way, uh, dropped out of the race immediately after the Iowa caucus. He got somewhere like between four and seven percent, I think like seven. And uh, he was gracious. He said, look, we did a good job. Nothing, nothing is going to allow us to win the presidency unless something we don't want to happen happens. So I'm dropping out of the race and I'm supporting and endorsing Donald Trump. So Donald Trump picked up Vivek Ramaswamy's endorsement. He knocked another person off of the list. And now it's Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. One of the surprising things that happened last night was that Ron DeSantis, who was projected to come in third in the Iowa caucus, and Nikki Haley, who was uh, projected to come in second, they flip-flopped. Ron DeSantis actually had a better showing than anyone thought he was going to have. He actually had a better showing than anyone thought. And Nikki Haley, who is backed by Democrats, a lot of people thought would have a better showing than she did. So she floundered a little bit. Donald Trump came in with 51% of the votes. He got 20 delegates. In Iowa, they split the delegates. It's not a winner-take-all state. So uh, if, the, if you get 51% of the votes, you get 51% of the delegates, and that's why he has 20. Ron DeSantis got 21% of the votes, so he got nine delegates. And Nikki Haley got, uh, Nikki Haley got 19% of the votes, so she got eight. Fun fact, Vivek got three delegates. Because he got uh, he got seven percent of the vote, so that's not too bad. Um, you know, it's weird to me. Thirty five people voted for Chris Christie. <laughs> Who's Asa Hutchinson got way more votes than Chris Christie, but thirty five people voted for Chris Christie in the Iowa caucus. Really, I don't know who those I don't know what those people are thinking, but um, anyway, that's fine. So Donald Trump takes away the big win, and it's historic. And it was it was a blink. If you blinked, you may have missed them calling this election. Um, so now here's how this thing I think shapes out. Uh, shapes up. Ron DeSantis is not going to drop out of the race. Unfortunately for us here in Florida, unfortunately for Donald Trump, unfortunately, really for Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is going to continue to New Hampshire. He's going to continue to South Carolina. He now believes that being second place uh, next to Donald Trump, he has some kind of a shot. Nikki Haley, I believe, out of pure ego, and because she has all this money, I mean, $68 million she spent. We heard Chris Christie talk about that. She should drop out of the race, but she's not going to either because she truly believes that she's the only uh, alternative to Donald Trump. Plus, she's got all these Democrats supporting her now, and she can't let the liberals down. If you, if Nikki Haley lets the liberals down, that would be like Liz Cheney saying, no, I'm not going to sit on the January 6th committee. I would never do that. I'm a Republican for crying out loud. Why would I stab my own president in the back? Um, so they're hoping they're hoping that Nikki Haley continues in the race too to be kind of a spoiler. But here's something that I want I want you to I want you to really focus on. Uh, Donald Trump got more than half of the vote. Donald Trump got 51 percent of the vote. He's leading every other national poll. He's leading every other primary state. He's leading Joe Biden in swing states. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson, Chris Christie, they all combined for way less than 50 percent of the vote. Donald Trump attended zero debates. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ace Hutchinson, Chris Christie all debated at least once, some of them multiple times, some of them like nine times. There were, it was debate after debate. There were what, three 
There were four sanctioned RNC debates. There was the CNN debate. Ron DeSantis, for some bizarre reason, also decided, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to debate Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, and he pulled 21%. And Donald Trump, who debated a goose egg's worth, a big fat donut, zero debates. How many debates did Donald Trump go to? Zero. Not one, not a single debate. He didn't get up on stage and answer pointed questions from left-leaning media outlets. He didn't get up on stage and have people uh, call him names. He didn't have to get up on stage and try to fight for airtime. He didn't have to try to steal the spotlight from a bunch of upstarts who were only there to to uh, to spout their predetermined, pre-written, pre-programmed sound clips so that they could go viral. He didn't do any of that. And he didn't have to. And in fact, it may have actually benefited him because he got a record-breaking percentage in a Republican primary in, a, in, a, in the Iowa caucus. Donald Trump dominated without a single debate appearance. Now, let's look forward because I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan of the debate process. I think it belittles the candidates and makes them look stupid. I think one of the reasons why Ron DeSantis fell from grace is the debates. I think that if uh, Ron DeSantis had not stepped foot on the stage, if he had not let his fellow Republicans trash him repeatedly for hours, if he had not let the liberal media try to tear him down with, like I said, uh, you know, speared tipped questions that were not designed to uh, display his agenda or his ideals, but just to rip him apart and and prove to everybody that he's not the leader that we all think he is. Well, I think if he'd avoided some of the debates, he'd have had a much better showing. I think that he'd have much more support. And I think that people would respect him more. But that didn't happen. He decided he wanted to get on that debate stage with everyone else and say weird things like she suffers from ballistic podiatry. <laughs> <laughs> which I still, but I don't know. Uh, nah. He wanted to show everybody his high heel cowboy boots. Whatever the reason, he did it, and I think that it's. I think that it was. I think that it was um, not as effective as he maybe thought it would be. If you stand on a, if you do a town hall, or if you do a rally, or if you do a one-on-one -on -one interview. You are in control. You can tell people exactly what you wanted them to hear. You can tell people exactly what you uh, plan to do. You can avoid any negativity and you control the narrative. When you're on a debate stage, it's chaos. Donald Trump knew that. He's been to enough of these debates to know. And I think that the debates that the RNC forced, the, the old school debate format with the, the, with the liberal anchors, I mean, come on, they had the guy from, the girl from Telemundo, they had CNN moderators, Jake Tapp. It was ridiculous. It was such a dumb thing to do. But again, the RNC, not, the, not run by the brightest individuals. Um, however, I do enjoy the debate because it does bring us some highlights. Like, for example, ballistic podiatry. <laughs> if, we, if there were no debates, no one would ever have heard the term ballistic podiatry. And I think that that would have been that would have been the world would not have been as, as cool a place or as fun a place to live in had we not heard that. Uh, also, Vivek Ramaswamy inviting um, uh, Ronna McDaniel on stage to quit her job in front of everybody. One of the highlights of well, la it was last year. One of the highlights of this uh, election cycle for me. She didn't do it. She probably should have. Um, so, again, the debates offer a lot of entertainment value, but they just politically are destructive to individual candidates. Uh, now. Looking forward to the general election. If Donald Trump's dominance continues, which I fully suspect it, there's no reason for me to believe that Donald Trump's not going to dominate in New Hampshire and South Carolina and Nevada and the other 50, no, 46 states. I think I did my, and the districts of whatever. Guam, I think he gets votes, or no, it's uh, the American Virgin Islands. 
Um, anyway, I, he's going to dominate. He's going to probably run the table. I would be shocked if he didn't win every state, including Florida, home of Ron DeSantis, and including South Carolina, home of Nikki Haley. If Nikki Haley loses South Carolina, she should at that point drop out. Any normal, moral, intelligent person who wasn't just trying to look like they were a political panderer, uh, hungry for attention, anyone would, would drop out after they lost their own state. Marco Rubio did. Marco Rubio had the wherewithal to drop out of the uh, Republican presidential primary race when he lost Florida to Donald Trump. Um, that comes up in March. We'll see if Ron DeSantis does the same. But as we move forward, I imagine Donald Trump's going to continue his dominance. And if he gets the primary, if he wins the primary, rather, and becomes the candidate, and if he's going head-to-head -head against Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., if that is the plan, if that's God's plan, I'm going to call Drake and ask him if that's God's plan. But if that's God's plan, then I don't believe that we'll see another debate this election cycle. Because A, Donald Trump has proven, you, why, you know what? I just realized whenever I say A, I hold up like one finger. I should say, if I do A, I should do like the, uh, what's, is that A? That's E. What's the sign language for A? Hang on, A, sign language. I just realized, because I'm on camera, because we're live streaming this to, uh, oh, this is A. A. So I always hold up one finger and I go A, which it should be number one. So I'm going to do sign language. I'm going to go A, and then I'm going to go B. So what the hell was I saying? Oh, right. So with the, uh, the the election cycle that's moving forward, with these debates, A, I don't, okay, I don't think we're going to see debates. Sorry, this is my new thing. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I don't think we're going to see any debates this election cycle because A, Donald Trump doesn't need to debate, and he's proven that. In fact, Donald Trump not debating broke records. Donald Trump not debating made him more popular than ever. Donald Trump not attending a single debate protected him, shielded him, allowed him to control the narrative and delivered him an overwhelming victory in the very first caucus. So that's A. B, Joe Biden is physically unable to debate. <laughs> Joe Biden can't debate and Donald Trump doesn't have to. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that if that's the case, then we would be better off not having any more debates. I don't think the Democrats want debates because Joe Biden, I mean, the guy can barely talk for 20 minutes. He can't find his way off of stage. And we're talking about like, I mean, this is January. You give him six, seven months, he's not getting any younger. He's just getting older and he's just getting, well, older, older, more demented, more feeble, more ridiculous. He's not going to have the, and if he's even thinks about campaigning, if he starts campaigning, forget about it. He's not going to have any energy left. He's going to wander out there on stage totally helpless, and Donald Trump is going to rip him to shreds. And it doesn't matter who the moderator is. Also, I believe that if there were debates, Donald Trump would put his foot down as to who the moderators are. He wouldn't want another Chris Wallace. He wouldn't allow that to happen. He would handpick his moderators. He would make sure that they're fair. He would make sure that maybe there's some Newsmax moderators. Maybe there's some Fox News moderators. Maybe there's some moderators who aren't just looking to attack Donald Trump so that they can push forward with their careers. I think Megyn Kelly would be a great moderator again because I think Megyn Kelly's come around. And uh, I would love to see a reunion of Donald Trump and Megyn Kelly, but I don't think there's going to be any debates. Nobody wants him. Donald Trump doesn't want him. Joe Biden doesn't want him. We really don't want him either because the ratings for all the debates were super low. I say town hall this bad boy. I say let them rally. I say let th I say, you know what? We shouldn't have debates anyway because it should be up to the candidates and the people. 
if the candidates really want to go out and talk to the people and meet the people and show the people what they're all about, they should have to do that. Joe Biden included. Why do we give him a national platform to make his case? Why doesn't he figure out a way to make his case on his own? Donald Trump does. Donald Trump goes to like 82 different states. Okay, there's 50 states, but he goes to them a lot. He goes to, you know, rallies. He goes on TV. He's calling into to, to radio shows all the time. This guy works hard because he wants, he knows what he wants and he's willing to do the work to get it. What about Joe Biden? What's Joe Biden doing? I don't think we should just hand these people national platforms. Now, the flip side of that is I do think that if there were a debate, Donald Trump would convince a lot of people that he's way better than Joe Biden. And Joe Biden would also convince a lot of people that he's way worse than Donald Trump. Anyway, we'll get into way more of that later on today on the Mark K Show, noon to 3 uh, Eastern Time, 11 to 2 Central Time. You can find us on any one of our Katriot Radio Network radio stations or live streaming all over the place. Please, for the love of the good Lord above, please visit our new Facebook page. The new Facebook page is facebook.com slash Katriot. Facebook.com slash K-A-Y-E-T-R-I-O-T. And uh, like that page because we got to get to 10K super fast so that we can um, start live streaming again and doing some other really cool, fun, and exciting stuff. Thank you to everybody who reviewed the page. We appreciate it. Um, don't forget, we're coming. Look, we're here every morning, every day. We are recording these podcasts, getting them out there. And we would appreciate you spreading the word, sharing the love. I know you feel the same way. I know you're excited about saving our republic. I know you know the country's at risk. I know you want to do your part, but you may not know what to say or how to say it, or you may not like talking to people. Trust me, I get that. Uh, you don't have to. Just sit, take the link of this podcast and send it to everyone you know and say, hey, Here's exactly how I'm feeling. I'd like you to listen to this sentiment because it's important. It's important you know what's going on. It's important you know who's attacking us. It's important you know who has your best interests at heart. And it's important that we all do what we can this year to save the republic.